Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Self-Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self-Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. For the past decade, Megan Pappas has been one-third of the radio show Fletchborn and Megan, which is currently the number one hit music breakfast show on New Zealand's nationwide network, ZM. Megan is an esteemed broadcaster with over 14 years of experience. She worked her way up in production and on-air roles after studying at the New Zealand Broadcasting School. Megan is a fashion queen and is all about empowering and standing up for women, regularly using her platform to speak up about equal rights. We are really lucky to have Megan share her story so openly and her helpful advice, which will 100% empower you, on the Self Love Club podcast. Magoos, Megan, thank you so much for being on the Self Love Club. Thank you so much for having me. I wanted to ask you for a while and I was like, I'll get her on, but like, I hope she's key, you know? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I see you through the glass every morning and then like, usually, yeah, and then usually you guys go and I'm on, so we don't really get to talk or see each other that much, but it is super cool, like, catching Thanks up. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, that's I'm cool. a bit nervous. Oh, no, don't be nervous. <laughs> Talking about yourself is weird. I, it is weird, especially because, yeah. I mean, people will find that, like, but you talk on the radio every yeah. day, but it's not always talking about yourself or certain aspects of yourself, which yeah. can be a bit kind of like new. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like when people ask you to talk in front of heaps of people, they're like, you do that every day. I'm like, they're not staring at me. Yeah. I can't see their faces. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. Oh, I get well nervous. Oh, so cute. <laughs> um, so a lot of people will know what you do, but for anyone who's listening that doesn't, tell us what you do and how long you've done it for. Um, I talk on the radio. Um, we do uh, the breakfast show. Fletch Vaughan and Megan, that's me. Um, and I've been in radio, um, oh God, I don't even know actually, maybe 12 years, yeah. 13 years. <laughs> but um, I've been with Fletch and Vaughan for 10 years. It's our 10 year anniversary. Actually, it's 14 years now. I know it. Um, we've been together 10 years. We used to work at a different radio station and now we do the breakfast show on ZN. Yay. <laughs> so you've been with them for 10 years. I know, right? That's crazy. It's a real drain on my um no, I'm <laughs> kidding. The way I describe our relationship is just that they're like my big brothers. So absolute pain in the bum, yeah. but no one else is allowed to be mean to them. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they can punch me in the arm and I'll be like, oh, but like no one else is allowed to give them any grief Aww. and vice versa, I'd like to think. Yeah, well, they have <laughs> your back, even yeah. though it sounds like they give you a lot of crap every day. Yeah, as brothers do. So when you left school, like well, when you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do? So when I was at high school, I wanted to be a journalist 
I wanted to do like TV journalism. Mm. So I went to the New Zealand Broadcasting School and I did a little visit and <laughs> nothing against journalists. They do an amazing job. But I was just like, this is too serious for me. Like they're working so hard and it's real serious. And I was like, the radio people just look like they're having so much fun. So I actually changed my um, application from that moment, like a week before, to do radio. Yeah. But I'd always liked radio. I was one of those people that used to call up and request things and like record the radio, record myself talking. I just never really considered it for a career. Yeah, totally. I mean, a lot of people have done that sort of thing, but you didn't really think about what you were doing. You just did it because... Well, we didn't have that many, like, mm. we're not old, but, like, we didn't have that many things to do in the 90s, 2000s, no. really. And my dad, good. my dad, like, begged me not to, he was like, please be a journalist. Like, there's no, there's no future in this career. Like, how are you going to talk on the radio and get paid for it? <laughs> You're like, look I at like me. to rub that in. You're like, look at me now, now daddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it. I've got, like, a real job. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. So you went to broadcasting school. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did you find that? It was the hardest like two and a half years of my life. Mm. So it's radio, but I still had to work. I did all-nighters doing essays oh. and I didn't expect there to be so much writing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I worked my butt off yeah. and I don't, I don't think I expected it. So yeah. it was hard, but it was also the most fun just being like taken out of Nelson, down in Christchurch, staying with strangers. I was just like, oh, my God, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like growing up in Nelson, though? Um, it's lovely. It's really nice. And there's like only a few schools. So I feel like everyone knows each other. There's cute rivalry. Um, and summer's amazing in Nelson, still is. But, I mean, it's a little bit, like, it's so nice to go home. I think as soon as I land in the plane in Nelson, you kind of go, <sighs> It's a cute little airport and it's got a good, like, you get a good view when you're flying yeah. in and out. Like. And I just think Nelson's just so relaxing. The mm. vibe, the people, the sun, the beaches, it's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then so from broadcasting school, what was your internship? What did you first do? So I had the choice, and this is always a tough decision, to go to, I think it was Hamilton, um, and work on a smaller station and kind of get a, a taster for everything. Or I could go to Auckland and meet, obviously, a small fish in a big pond and um, kind of try and weasel my way in somehow. I don't know. I think I just liked the idea of the big smoke. So I went to Auckland and I ended up being like an imaging producer. So my background is actually technical. Not that you'd probably know. Um, Yeah. And so I used to. So many skills. Like make ads and stuff and be in front of one of those desks with all the buttons and things. Yeah. That was my job. And then I um, got to work on Flavor, which is a hip hop and R&B station. Um, Lil, Lil Megs. Lil Megs, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I love was, that nickname. When Flavor was just a baby and it was the cutest family, we had such a good time. I learned so much from some amazing people and um, got given an opportunity to step in while Stacey Morrison was having her first child. So I don't know why they gave me a chance, but they did. How old were you? I would have been about 23, 22, 23. And so I was... That was breakfast as well, Anchoring. I was, you know, like pushing all the buttons and everything on a breakfast show and I was like terrified, but they gave me a shot and just so grateful that they did. Yeah. No, they love you. I've actually had Stacey um, on as well. I've interviewed her. And she was saying she loves seeing how well you've done. Well, I wouldn't have got anywhere without her giving me a shot. Yeah. Thanks for, for getting real. pregnant. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, and so you were filling a little bit there and mm-hmm. doing a lot of the imaging yep. sort of side of it. And then how did things progress from there? So I actually, 
I mean, I knew of Fletch and Vaughan. I um, obviously studied them at broadcasting school. Yeah. They were already on, on air. That's kind of weird to say now. Um, and then I um, got a call saying they needed a producer. And I was like, oh, I've never done this before in my life. But I was like, oh, I'll fake it till you make it. Yeah. And so I ended up going over there and just progressively – spoke more on air with them because it's always good to have a female input on what is otherwise just two dudes. Um, and I read their news and then I read the entertainment news and then I kind of came in for breaks and then it kind of became a more permanent thing. Um, and then we got another producer and I was no longer producer. So I guess just weaseled my way into that too. Because you were doing days as well, right? Yeah. Were you doing that when you were first producing them or you first produced them and then – I first produced them and then um, did some honest stuff with them. And then once you guys got another producer, then you did days as well? Yeah. So you were on air a long time, like a lot lot of the day. Seven hours a day was a shift. It's a lot of work you were doing, you know. It's different. I think if had it gone the other way, like doing a um, drive show or like doing a show with other people and then having to do a solo show would have been harder because I don't think people realise what Belle does is very hard being by yourself (laughs) because you've got to – You've got no one to bounce off. Mm. You've got if you say a joke, what do you do? You're you like, laugh. ha, ha, ha. you feel real okay. weird laughing at your crap yeah. joke. Okay, I always it's do. It's really hard, yeah. and like you've got to know how you're gonna finish talking. Mm. <laughs> you've got to really structure yourself and be confident know in what how you're, you're doing. It. Yeah, and it's it's difficult. Yeah, so. I remember when I because I started on a bricky show like with people, and then I wanted to do. A, I'd never done shows on my own apart from when I was at broadcasting school. And so I wanted to learn how to do that. And yeah. I remember going, like, doing weekend shifts and, like, I did part of a day show as well. I was like, oh, this is so boring. Like, with no people, <laughs> I hate, I hated yeah. it. Honestly, yeah. I hated it so much because I was so used to having other people. Yeah. But then it's like you get used to it and it's actually really cool as well. It's, yeah. just a, di- it's a different thing. Like, it's so different. Different to, vibe. Yeah, it's all good. You just yeah. go with it. Plus, during the day, you don't talk that much. Like, you just got to shut up and let people do their work, really, isn't it? <laughs> Listen to the music. Tell them some couple but of But that's things. a craft in itself, not mm. to get waffly and yeah. caught up in your words. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you were there um, with them on drive and you progressively, like, worked your way in, really, just I by being... weasel my way in. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that one? Oh, no, your nickname, your nickname is Ferret, not Weasel. <laughs> yeah. No, my nickname's Ferret. That's my dad and my boss, the only people that call yeah, me that. I've heard Ross call you Ferret. Yeah. I was like, it's I was like he, what? He's like, it's because her dad calls her that. And yeah. so I think it's great. My, my dad's just always called me that. I don't know why. And he heard him say it one time. Yeah. And so now, yeah, Ferret is what I get. Do you, you think when you're growing up, I always wonder, like, do were your parents really were they like, did they put pressure on you or did were you more the child that put pressure on yourself? Like, were they pretty chill about whatever you did? Um, I put, I definitely put more pressure on myself, but my parents were very, um, were firm about getting good marks just across the board. Like, so I could keep my options open. They were always like, that's really important. But I think like, I always, I was really, I was a goody good at school. Like I pretty studious. Mm. Um, so I always got decent marks. Um, but yeah, that was one thing they said, just get good marks in everything and then you can figure it out. Mm. But I think dad was, I'd always lent towards journalism. So when I said radio, I think it was a bit disappointed. <laughs> They're kind of linked though. Like you could yeah, definitely exactly. like transfer some yeah. things. And you ended up like doing news anyway, which is like. Yeah, which he loved. <laughs> He's like, oh, look, she's going to be a journalist after all. She's reading the news. What a good job. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing how you managed to, I guess, just by being yourself and working really hard with them and doing everything you were doing, 
you managed to work your way into a show that had already been established. That must have been a pretty hard thing. I think because, yeah, I mean, it was because um, people still remember Fletch and Vaughan, mm. you know, like I'm a tag on essentially. And it's not easy because they already had their own dynamic. Yeah. And so I would, and it was a gradual process because you'd sit there and it's hard to find balance between interrupting their flow and finding your space to say your point. And it still is like, it's, it's never easy. Sometimes you literally have to put your hand up and be like, Hey, I want to say something. Um, and a lot of new shows do do like hand signals, like got a point, shush, give me a space. Cause otherwise you just end up talking over each mm. other. But, um, yeah, I think it was just slowly, but surely I pushed my way in. Honestly, there's one piece of advice I could give to people. Just push your way in. Like, I feel like that's what I did with my whole career. I wanted to be like a corporate voice. So when I was producing things for Flavor, I just recorded myself. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask anyone. And I was just like, your corporate voicing. Yeah. So I just recorded myself and You're I was like. the voice of Flavor. Yeah. <laughs> years later. Um, and so I was like, oh, do you like that? And they're like, yeah, who is that? I was like, it's me. You know, so just push your way in. Right. Literally, if back yourself and push your way in. Yeah. That's what I've done with everything. Did you find that? I mean, obviously, good on you. And I think that's really good advice. But were there challenges along the way, whether it be on, you know, like coming onto a, a show that had already well established? Did you find it really hard? Was it upsetting mm. or was it like, were there certain challenges? Do you know when I, and I don't want to give them any kind of credit or anything because it was really upsetting at the time but there was a, a Facebook page and I still remember and the Facebook page was called something like um, kick M Megan off the Fletch and Bourne show or something oh, like that because they were horrible. so upset with me coming in and interrupting the flow and like this new addition to the show but there was an actual Facebook page created and I was like Oh, to their credit, Fletch and Morn have always been so supportive. They're like, just ignore it. You know, like, we want you here. That's the main That's thing. so nice. Yeah. But honestly, you you just have to ignore. It's really hard. Yeah. And I still find it really hard. Because you've had a lot of, I mean, I... You've had a lot of um, stuff like that, and like being Criticism. on and being, but being on network shows, yeah. like whether it be like big shows on Drive or Breakfast, yeah, you guys do get a lot of criticism. And I noticed that. I mean, we've talked about it before. You have had a lot. I mean, your mm. show has had a lot. How do you deal with that? I mean, is it obviously um, you deal with it differently now? Maybe. I I mean, because I get called a man hater a lot because I like to. I, I'm a feminist, but I love guys. Obviously, I'm married to one. Um, and I get any time I kind of speak up about women's rights, I get a lot of hate. Um, but you've got to, I just kind of try and think about the bigger picture. Like people who are people I actually want to engage with would never say things like that to me. Mm. My friends and people I kind of hang out with know me and wouldn't say those things about me. So, man, it's not easy. And I think it's really important to remember, and I, I keep this within myself as well, when you're putting stuff online or when you're commenting about someone, there's a real person at the end of that. And like, I, I never want to hurt anyone, including men. I never want to marginalize men. And I totally understand that sometimes, especially um, in this day and age, guys feel like it's all their fault. And it's totally not. Like, whenever I say anything empowering women, it doesn't mean I want to belittle men. It mm. just means that we want exactly the same as what you've got power to everyone do you know what mm. I mean so that's one thing that I struggle with a lot is um a lot of hate from guys which sucks because 
I don't know, I love guys. Yeah. <laughs> got heaps of guy friends and everything. And that's not the image I want to put out there. Right sound a pie. Just because I'm taking a bit doesn't mean you're going to get less of the pie. Mm-hmm. We can both have pie. <laughs> yeah. Is it hard, I guess, like, I mean, with radio shows, especially breakfast, um, you know, you're trying to, it's people are starting their days. You are, you guys are entertaining people. You guys are hilarious and you're really funny. But like, Stop. you guys are the oldest, <laughs> but it's natural. Like, I think you guys just seem like friends that are hanging out and just laughing. And it, 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 you yeah. can tell that with a show. Like, you can tell if a show actually likes each other or if it's real laughter, if it's, you know. Um, but is it hard sometimes when you need to talk about serious things? Do you yeah. find that difference hard in doing? Totally. Um, and just about the funny stuff, like honestly, half the time we don't know if anyone else finds it funny. Like we're just having a laugh and so many times we come off here and we're like, um, well, we're having a good time. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to find a good balance because there's an expectation when people listen to your show that they have come to you to be entertained. But if there's something happening and it is just all across the country, you can't deny it. Um, and everyone's the tone of the nation might be like somber. You you feel kind of an obligation to address it and to um, give you know like a voice to it. Mm. So it's hard because then you don't want people to be like, oh god, like talk radio or like oh we didn't come to you to be sad or it's a real fine line. Um, but I think like every emotion needs to be expressed on our shows just yeah. hopefully it's like fun times and laughter more often yeah totally yeah. I think I think good on you for saying those things and doing that because otherwise it feels like they're not getting ignored per se but yeah. I mean you've got a platform and yeah you may totally. as well use it when you when you can or when you want to you know yeah and there's sometimes like I, I spoke out about um Jacinda Ardern when she was first pregnant just because that personally really upset me, the stuff that I was seeing online and stuff. And I also, as a woman, felt kind of obligated to say something because I had a platform. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there are, there are those times and it's scary to do it because you know not everyone's going to agree with what you have to say. Mm. Um, and they don't have to. They don't have to agree with you. Um, it's just me saying what I feel because I feel like it's appropriate and it's always coming from a good place I think when someone shares something like that I mean you're coming from a good place it's yeah. from a kind heart and if people are gonna you know miss like un, un, misconstrue mis- yeah that's their that's, yeah. their that's their thing I think that's one thing and I always try our um kind of motto on the show is to never we call it punching down but we never ever have a laugh at anyone else's expense and we never, ever want to feel like any group in society is being marginalised or brought down on our show. Like, everyone's welcome, age, whatever, like whatever age, whatever sexuality, whatever race, you're welcome and you shouldn't listen to our show and ever feel like you're being marginalised. Or you're not. Like I think some radio announcers in the past or whatever – it kind of felt like they were there and then the audience was here. But like yeah. with you, you're very welcoming. It's not like we're better than you and you guys are down here. Yeah. Which and I we'll never, really important. never make a joke of a listener. The joke is always about ourselves. Like mm. we'll, we'll totally take the piss out of each other, but never anyone listening. Did it take you a while um, 
and I guess you've been doing this for so long now. To I mean, with shows, you learn the things you can and can't tease people about. But did yeah. you find it hard at first, constantly like having like the shit taken out of you all the time? Yeah. Like, oh my god, it's it's yeah. weird, eh? Yeah. Um, but I think like I don't know. After a while, you learn. Okay, it's just like jokes, and you give it back. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like it's just laughs. Yeah, and I think you can you can kind of teach people how to treat you, so you can react and be like, I don't like that. You know. Do it early on. Be like, hey, no, no, we don't joke about that. Do you just tell them, like, do you just, is your advice to verbalise that kind of thing? Yeah, it would be because I never did. I was, all, but I tried to like show that I was like, okay, I'm a little bit hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, yeah, teach people how to treat you. And if they still continue to like tease you about things you don't like, then you know that they're not your real friends. Because mm. we've definitely got boundaries. I don't actually know what they are because we tease each <laughs> other about everything. <laughs> Um, but, but I yeah. guess with the closeness, you guys are like a family. You kind of yeah. can get away with it. And most things are on, like, aren't most things aren't off bounds. And they're like usually like you'll tease each other about clothes or different yeah. things that people are wearing. Marriages, divorces. Yeah, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like going through that stuff when you were on a show and so in a public shit. spot? So shit. Yeah. Um. Just because. Um. I get because everyone wants to know, and I totally get that because I want to know about other people's love lives and stuff too. But when you're like feeling so shit and you have to come in and on, be on air and like joke around, you just don't want to. Like, mm. my personal life was just like going through a cheese grater, and I was just like, hi, it's so good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone had, you know, like the text machine would be hot with people having comments and stuff. And, yeah, it was just shit. I think in general, um, divorce is hard, but not a lot of, well, I mean, half the people probably go through it, but people don't realise how tough it is on both parties until you go through it. Like, mm. it's just a really tough time. And then everyone has an opinion on your love life. Everyone kind of takes sides. And you just need to realise it's literally like you've had a boyfriend and you guys have broken up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've broken up for whatever reason maybe you just don't love each other anymore. Maybe you want to go separate ways in life. Um, it's not just don't judge other people. That was yeah. a, a massive learning curve for me. Don't judge other people's situations. Just leave them alone. It doesn't affect me. Yeah. You know, as long as they're happy, no one's like being physically hurt. I mean, obviously hearts are going to get broken, but it's not your position to have yeah. a comment about it. Just how, make sure they're okay. How did you get through it? Um, you know, saying that it was a really shit time for you. Do you think coming to work and doing the show actually helps? I helped? think so. Mm. Because there is a point where, especially with Fletch and Vaughan, you get immersed in it and they make you laugh. And then just naturally when you're laughing, like endorphins flow and you're like, shit, I definitely feel better at the end of the show than I did when I came in here. Mm. Um, but like there were some people, um, who I worked with who are super, super supportive. Um, my family, I, I don't know, I just just kept on trucking. You're a strong girl. I don't know. I don't know if I am. I think that might be a big facade. Nah, I reckon you are. <laughs> nah, I just, um, I don't know, because I'm quite a closed book. I never really spoke to anyone about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're allowed to, and that's one thing I've learned as well, you're you like people will be nosy and want to know everything, but it's up to you what you tell people and how much you share. Yeah, like that's your thing, and you can still be an honest, real person 
with keeping boundaries and yeah. like so in that situation totally. you don't have to tell everyone like it's no one's business and people only want to know because they're nosy yeah they don't genuinely care it was also hard because obviously there's another person involved and so speaking about any of it on air wasn't fair mm. because I can't I, I still cared about the person and I didn't want to um talk about it out of you know like looking after their yeah. feelings and totally. also their family and it's I didn't want to discuss the situation it's yeah. like when I guess big celebrities sign contracts not to talk about each other's lives because you can like really hurt someone mm. and he doesn't have the same platform that I did yeah so that would be so unfair for me to be out there blabbing my side of whatever happened when he doesn't have the chance of rebuttal that's not really your style anyway though no. you wouldn't do that I still feel like that. I don't talk about my past relationship a lot or whatever happened just because it's he doesn't have a chance to rebut. If he could come on here and we could have an argument, I'd be all good with that because <laughs> then at least he's there to defend himself. But yeah. if someone's not there to defend themselves, it's not fair. I think sometimes as well, at the end of the day, like with relationships, sometimes, I mean, you might be young and then when you grow a little bit more, you just don't always grow together and you can be a yeah. different person. That's what I've found, like – everyone's different and there's yeah. no right or wrong. But some people, like for me, if I still had boyfriends that I had when I was a teenager or in my early 20s, I'm a different person to then. You yeah. know, I'm, the same, I'm me, but like I've grown and we're different, you know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes with relationships, you just don't grow and you, there's not really meant to be a future. It was only meant to be at that point. Yeah. And like you said with the marriage thing, it's just like a – I mean, yes, it's a marriage, so it's serious. Yeah. But it's think of it as a relationship. Like, you know, it just wasn't meant to be anymore and that's okay. Yeah. And I – like he he and I now are completely different people and he's like – everyone knows he's super fun to be around. He's a cool dude, but we have different life paths. Yeah. And it just took us a bit to – realize that I think and like I think also another thing is like some people will stay in situations they shouldn't be in exactly because they're too scared or like it's an easy life but I think it's a lot braver to be true and um and yeah like you true have to one, yourself true to yourself and true to other people as well like yeah. let them live their life and let you live your life totally that um, was the hardest thing and you know what my mum even said to me um, cause I don't come from a broken, like my parents are still together. Um, but they were like, Oh, we don't do divorce. Like you need to stay with your husband. Um, but the thing is, if you're true to yourself and you know it within your heart and like people don't know that you did however long of marriage counseling, people don't know the ins yeah. and outs of it. So I got a lot of comments like you didn't even try or she just threw a marriage away, all this kind of thing. So like you don't know the ins and outs yeah. of someone's life and whether they are truly in love with a person or whether they feel like they've got different paths. I mean, of course, if you're married to someone and you love them, you should stick at it because marriage isn't easy. And I know that. I'm not stupid. But there's there's definitely a difference. Mm. And you know, yeah, yeah, you know when something's right or wrong. Yeah. And then how did you cope with obviously then having another boyfriend who and, was, like, well-known at the time. Yeah, and it was a lot younger than you and, like, you know, not that that matters. Like, you guys are – Not now, but, God, it mattered at the time. Oh, I know. Like, I remember them talking about Toy Boy. Was that hard after being through uh, – mm. and I remember listening to your guys' show in the afternoons. I loved it. Um, You know, was that hard going from that situation with yeah. the divorce? Then in a new relationship, people were like, ah, they, you know, people, like, make up their own – opinions yeah. about things and how did you deal with that because oh, I don't now I turned into a poster child for like divorce and then I turned into a poster child for like 
older women in a relationship, which seems silly now. Like these, if you don't know, my partner, my husband is 10 years younger than me, um, which like saying it out loud is weird to me. Like you have to understand it's weird. That, that's the thing. Like, you guys don't seem that, that age gap. I don't see that when I hang out with no, you guys. No, and that's the thing. I don't feel it when we hang out. It's when I say it out loud that I'm like, God, that's weird. <laughs> but why should it be? But yeah, um, yeah I got a lot of um, – I even had my um, superior at the time, shall we say, um, telling me that we weren't allowed to like publicly post about it or anything for like – it would damage his career and it would damage my career. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I don't care. I've got nothing to be ashamed of. Like we really like each other. And you didn't That's do anything it. wrong. No. Like, yeah. So yeah, that was hard as well. People <laughs> love to call me names about that, but whatever. So you got married again, which is yeah. super cool. <laughs> and your wedding looked beautiful. Thanks. You looked beautiful. Oh, you thanks. are beautiful. Stop. Yeah. But like, was that thanks. cool getting married a second time? Yeah. It's different. It's, um, yeah. They were quite different weddings as well, which I think um, I'm not like I don't have any comment about whether people should get married young or old. It's like up to the person. Mm. But um, I like was a completely different person the second time around. And like I bawled my eyes out during my vows. I couldn't even get through them. Um, Yeah, but just down to the dress and like the venue and everything was like completely different. Mm. Do you think, like, I, wedding and everything aside, do you think that being, you know, having gone through things and growing as a person, that just made you, you, you were in a better space or a different yeah, space in your life? Like, totally. Which, in general, like, makes things a lot better in, in everything. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of not regretting anything because people could be like, oh, don't you just wish you'd, like, not done the first wedding or, like, just met Andrew and had that as your only marriage? Um in some ways, yes, but then in others, like, I learned so much from getting a divorce and the way that people treated me. I just don't – I'm so careful of judging people mm-hmm. and I, it taught me so much yeah. about myself and about other people and about how I treat people. Like, that's the biggest thing I learned is just no judgment from me whatsoever. Did you find that you used to judge a little bit? I mean, yeah. we all do. We're all oh, I was so judgy mega judgy pants like I had a comment like I was a massive gossip and I'd have a comment about everyone's relationships and be like hey, she shouldn't be with him kind of thing you know and I think that's also a lot to do with growing up but yeah having gone through what I went through I was like oh nah I just don't think I'll gossip about people anymore yeah I mean, that's a, that's a good point and yeah like you say if you hadn't gone through that then mm. you wouldn't be in that I wouldn't place have grown in that way you wouldn't have grown and, and so like everything in a weird way happens for its own little reason yeah you can't regret anything that you've gone through because it's made you what you are today. And that sounds like a Instagram quote, but that's just what I believe. Mm. How do you look after yourself, like your self-care practices? I've got to know that you do like little things and you're I really respect and I understand it now. Like you don't really go out and drink heaps, especially at like work parties. Like how do you look after yourself so you can stay happy and the healthiest you can be? So, yeah, um, the guys always joke about how I don't drink much. And, like, I guess a lot of people think I'm a little bit antisocial. <laughs> but I do go out when I when I want to. And to be honest, I'm really bad with strangers. Like I'm really – I don't know if it's shy or nervous or anxious when I meet new people. I don't – I'm not good with small talk. And when you go out to functions – 
people want to like make chitter chatter and it makes me anxious. Mm. So like I've kind of learned to pick my time. So like for the ZDM Christmas party, I knew everyone, tight little group of people. I'm like, okay, this is my moment. I'm going to go out. Let loose with people I'm comfortable with. Yeah, and it the was goose was awesome. out. <laughs> well, you were fine. But, um, you, had a, yeah. you had a late night though, didn't you? I did. You don't usually stay out that oh late. Oh my God, I did. <laughs> Good girl. Um, but yeah, like, so I pick my moments and I pick people that I'm comfortable with just because, I mean, why put yourself in a situation you're uncomfortable with to make other people happy? Mm. That's kind of what I've learned. I think it comes down to as well, I think as you learn as you get older, you get really tired as well. And like yeah. you, when you're younger, you kind of, you go to, I mean, I know I did, you'd go to everything. You'd be so exhausted, yeah. but you'd keep going anyway. You'd burn yourself out. Because you want to be social and meet everyone got, and talk to everyone. And But like, why? I get, I got sick of it. I'm like, yeah. I don't like feeling like crap and tired and like, you know, like you get yeah. to a point where you're like, mm, I don't need to go to everything anymore. Yeah. I don't want to go out every weekend anymore. And also we get up so early. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like tired all my like life. 4 a.m. starts for you, right? Yeah. Um, but I just learned like you've got to reserve yourself, you know? Mm. Don't wear yourself out because of other people. And like often I just tune out on my phone for the rest of the day until I have to because like I'm just – you just exert so much um, emotion, even if you don't realise it, like scrolling through social media and stuff, that I just leave it. Even in the weekends, I just kind of leave social media. I just switch off and like mm. be with the people that I physically want to be with. Um, I don't know. I have baths a lot. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you were saying you love yeah. your baths. Like if I'm feeling emotional, I'll go home and just have some me time in the bath and just like absolutely chill. But um, yeah, I I do a lot of looking after myself and like – I mean, you could look at that as selfish, but at the end no, of the day, I've got to, you've got to look after number one. No, it's not selfish at all. Yeah. Like you're just, yeah, they're, it's basically just looking after yourself. Mm. And um, yeah, like you say, you exert a lot of energy on the mm. radio every morning. Um, you're up early and like, you know, people think you just come in and chat, which you guys do, but it's a lot more to it than that as well. Like it, you exert a lot of energy being... Um, energetic for that long and that early in the morning <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so then you know when you're going to exert that kind of energy you need to give it back to yourself what you're doing totally yeah. and kind of recharge and stuff it it took a long time for me to figure that out because I would be so exhausted and I would spend honestly I'd go to bed at night and I'd lie awake thinking about every comment that someone had made about me on social media I'd think about all the stuff I had to do on air the next day like did I say something this morning that offended anyone like I would be like a nervous wreck mm. and I just like beat myself up about things that I'd said or things that were going to happen you just need to just relax and try and tune out the chatter in the head and how have you managed to do that like what kind of processes or like things do you do to stop yourself um, doing that now I've I've been to like, um, I don't know if you'd say counsellor or therapist or whatever, but like after I got divorced and like there was lots of, lots of chatter about me, I went to a counsellor and I've read a really good book. Um, it's called The Presence Process and it's literally about breathing. So you just breathe. Because like sometimes when I talk, my voice gets real like, uh, and it's because I haven't remembered just to be like, oh, yeah, okay. And so sometimes when I get stressed out or I'm thinking about something too much, I'll just sit there and be like, hang on a second, just, just breathe for a second. And like, you've got to remember. Oh, that feels good. I'm just doing that now. Mm. I feel really calm. And also like it taught me in this book um, that we don't actually 
take enough deep breaths, we spend the whole day. And if you're like listening to this now, think about how you're breathing. If you're just going, Mm. whether you're actually like sucking the air into your lungs and just having a chill, you know, how many times do you actually stop and be like, Mm. and breathe into like the full capacity and you don't realize how relaxing that is until you just stop and do it. Yeah. Um, That's a really good tip. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that book's really good if you manage to find it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went to therapy and I learned a lot about like not stressing about things that haven't happened yet. Mm. There was a really great way that my um, counselor put it, but I can't remember much more poetic than me. Yeah. But like making dramas out of things that have not even happened, mm. which we do all the time. It may not even happen. Yeah. So you'd be like, especially with guys, like when you're dating, uh, you're like, oh my God, what if he doesn't like me? What if I said this? What if, what if this, that, what if he cheats on me? He hasn't done it yet. Like, yeah, just relax. Yeah. Worry about it when it happens. If it happens. If it happens. Yeah. You stress so much about like, oh, what if I'm not going to get this job? Or what if this? Or just cross every bridge as it comes. And it's the same when, like, I get real stressed out if I have heaps to do. And so I'll look at my week and be like, oh, my God, this week I had this, 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 this. And it's like, hang on, tomorrow I have this and this that mm. I can get through. You make a list, like I'll keep a diary sort yeah. of situation. So tomorrow you have whatever things and you just check them off yep. as you go. Day by Worry day. Worry about Tuesday when Tuesday comes. Yeah, that's a good one. I think as well working in um, an industry where it's quite fast-paced and mm. or just like even – not even our industry but like social media these days, everything's like really on the go. I think sometimes, and you might appreciate this too, because most of us are not from Auckland. Yeah. Going back home to a quieter place, I <sighs> always find just like – it reminds me that like it's like those practices and the way we grew up and the places we grew up, that's like maybe, we, you know, we need to make sure we're still living in a way that we're more quiet because yeah. in Auckland as well, if you get caught up in that scene, which we're not really a part of because we're like chill homebodies <laughs> and like now and then, yeah, go out for drinks and stuff, yeah. but you can very much get caught up in the big city scene or whatever. Yeah. Like um, it's like implementing and when that stuff and how we grew up, I always, when I go back to wherever I've lived, I mean, I've lived in a lot of places now, but if I go back home or to the Mount or something where I live for a while, it's like, yeah, like it's a much more chill pace yeah. of life. And so you're like, oh, that's right. Like it's much, it's very fast paced in bigger cities. Yeah. And yeah. I always find like when I go home to Nelson, I always realize people don't care. Nah. Like the, the shit that we worry about in Auckland or like whatever's going on in your fast paced life wherever you live. If you go back home to like a quieter place, people don't I care. know. And so I always try to be like, okay, well, how can I create a place for myself in Auckland or in this yeah. big city that I live in that is like a little like oasis for me? And you've created that yourself as well, your beautiful home. Yeah. Like look. quite far out of the city. But it's beautiful. <laughs> and I think it's important yeah. to live away from the city. I think yeah. physically and like mentally like it's really good to be able to leave the city yeah um it's almost like because I go past like farms and stuff yeah. to get to my house it's so like oh my god I'm leaving Auckland but I'm not <laughs> yeah I think when you live or work in a city it's kind of good to be able to remove yourself yeah, and just totally. have that little yeah like how can I implement that in my life now where I I live here and I choose to live and I love living here yeah but how can I set up my environment so that it suits me and like be yeah. more chill because oh I couldn't live in the city yeah and I think, like, <laughs> not being apologetic for anything. If you don't, like, this is another thing my counsellor taught me that just has stuck with me. When we're little and you're like, I don't want to go to so-and-so's birthday party and your parents make you go, mm. like, why are we being made to go to things that you just don't want to go to? Mm. Like, if you're at home, you'll be like, I just really don't 
want to go. Like, I don't know if I'm anxious about it. I don't know if I'm tired. Listen to yourself. Like, mm. if you don't want to go, just be like, hey, I'm really not feeling it tonight. I can't come. And, and I, if they don't listen to you, then not good friends. Yeah, I think that's a hard thing. I've had to learn that too because you don't. I always didn't want to let anyone down. Yeah. It's like, oh, if I don't go to their birthday tonight or I don't go to this thing, I'm letting them down. But you got to get to a place where you're like, you don't have to explain yourself either. You can mm. be like, oh, I'm just not feeling well or I'm tired and that's yeah. okay. People should, like you say, good friends will understand. And I think we should get to a place where, you know how people make excuses like, oh, I've actually double booked myself or you make excuses. I think it would be better for all of us if we just said, hey, I'm re- like physically or mentally, I'm not there tonight. Like yeah. I hope you understand like just bit need of self-care needed. I just need needed. to chill out, yeah. Yeah, and I think that we should be able to do that and we should also be able to be like, Shit, dude, I hope you're okay. No problem. Do you, did it take you, was it a bit of a process for you to get to that place? And oh, how I'm not it? even there yet. <laughs> I still make, I oh, still. It's hard. You yeah. feel bad, yeah. And like there was a 21st last year and I couldn't tell you why. I could not tell you why I had an absolute panic attack before I went and I lost my shit on the floor. And I, for some reason I just could not go. I couldn't go. And like I've never, I don't take um, any medication for anxiety and I don't even really know much about it. And I don't think I suffer on a daily, but I think that was like anxiety. Well, yeah. And so um, my husband just messaged the person and was like, Megan is not going to be able to make it. So I hope you understand we're physically just not able to tonight. And the person was great about it. Yeah, I think you don't need to explain everything as yeah. well. Like, and I couldn't even explain why. Yeah. I just like lost my shit. Oh, you poor <laughs> and that's thing. okay. It was probably a bit of, I mean, yeah, it was just probably a bit of social anxiety, well, which yeah, happens. Because I think that there was a lot of people there that I didn't know and like strangers um, freak me out because I don't know what to say to them. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is you've got, but how nice is it to be able to say that? Like, I don't want people to think I'm a snob or a bitch. I've probably got best bitchy resting face, but I just like, <laughs> honestly, people I don't know, I I get like, I say stupid shit and I get anxious and I'm like, oh my God, I don't yeah. know why. I no, can't it's, explain it's it. It's totally like, it's totally normal and understandable. <laughs> like small talk sucks. Like yeah. I'll be like, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. And then like, <sighs> it's what else do you say? Like, yeah. I don't know. Do you know my husband's like, he teaches me. He's like, cause he's really good at it. He's always like, whatever they ask you, ask them back. Cause they'll be like, how was your day? I'll be like, good. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, ask them back. How was your day? Do you know, like, it's that's so cool how that he's able to teach. Like, yeah. People are able to teach other people different skills and things that maybe they're their strengths and they can teach, which is so cool that he can teach you that. Yeah. But how stupid, I know how stupid that sounds, but that's how bad I am. So it's people not are stupid. Like, what are you doing for Christmas? And I'll be like, blah, blah, blah. And then I literally have to go. Oh. Ask them back. What are you, what are your plans for Christmas? You know what I mean. That's how bad I am. You're so cute. <laughs> so yeah, it always looks like people have got their shit together, but I don't have my shit together. Do you think all of these things you do, you're good, no. girl? <laughs> you're not living in your barn anymore. No. Have you found like sometimes people are jealous and mean? Like, well, how's that? Have you learned about friendships or relationships in that regard? Um. I don't. I haven't found anyone in the radio industry jealous or mean. Um, I mean, this in general, like everyone, oh, like or friends or people that yeah. aren't really happy for you that you're doing well. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> don't you don't have to go into it. I'm just um, asking in general. It's just hard. It's hard to say. Oh, they're jealous of me. Um, but it's hard to because it's hard but, to work out because you don't think that. It's like yeah. Do you remember being a kid and someone was being mean to you and your mum would be like, "Ah, oh, they're just jealous." And you're like, "I'm but thinking, um, why would they be jealous of me?" So I I do have some people that I can think of that other people have said like I because I, I I'm like, why are they why are they mean to me? Like I'm just trying to be their friend mm. and like you um. I don't have a lot of time. That sounds so lame. Um, but, you know, like I'd, I'd spread myself really thin if I was trying to hang out with everyone all the time. Mm. And so, like, I have lost a few friends and other people have said, oh, they're just jealous of you. But it's the same when I say that out loud. I'm like, oh, God knows why. Because to me, I just have a job and I just have a husband and I rent my house. And you know what I mean? I'm just like, Ugh. It's just me. It's like, hard I, to I don't fit. know why people would be jealous. And it's hard to fit everything in. Oh, people have expectations. I like, I've found with you, yeah. like, this year, I haven't had time to catch up with my friends as much as yeah. I would like. And it's like some people don't understand and some people get shitty or like mm. may, may like not really want to be a friend anymore. Or say that you're too good for them. Or like, yeah, like oh, you, she's too good for us now. It's like, like no, a real no. friend would understand that maybe you're just hustling and working on some stuff at the moment. And yeah. I mean, it's hard enough. We okay, think about it. We're humans. We work yeah. full time. Then we like, you know, keep a house, like life admin. Yeah. Try to get enough sleep. Any some, relationships that you have, yeah, which includes family, boyfriends, whatever, partner. Yeah. Walking Try, your dog. Yeah, trying to walk your dog so the dog gets walked, <laughs> eat good food, exercise, and then, yeah, try to get enough sleep each night. It's kind of hard to fit everything in. Like yeah. I find even just the basics sometimes you're just like, okay, I'm just trying to get a good sleep tonight so I yeah. can function properly in life. Exactly, you know? and there's like self-care in there too, you know? Mm. And like we're around people all the time, so like I literally sometimes just want to be by myself just to like recharge. Yeah. Is that an extroverted introvert? Or one of them needs like time by themselves I love to time recharge. On my own. Yeah, I need that. So that you're the best you can be when you're around other people. Mm. No, yeah. I, I, I like spending time on my own. I think yeah. sometimes when you're younger, you might not, but then it's like, well, there's a reason you need to work through whatever yeah. issue you have with yourself. Yeah. Because you like you've kind of got to hang out with yourself <laughs> for your whole life. So if you don't like it, like <laughs> if you don't like yourself, then you're gonna have to learn. Yeah. Has In it- terms of jealousy, though, I think it's more. It's been harder for me to check myself when I'm jealous for other people, especially women, because we are the worst at bringing each other down. Mm. And so, like, there's people at our. There's a one person at our work that is like such a cheerleader for me and for other girls, like. Just and I'm like, okay, you need to be more like that. Like constantly need to remember to be like, just because they're doing awesome things doesn't mean that I'm can't not capable of awesome mm. things or I'm not doing awesome things. Mm. We should all champion each other because we're all trying to lift ourselves up, women. So we should be excited and pushing each other and like but that's honestly such a hard thing for me because I'm always like, oh, why couldn't I do that? Or you know what I mean? That's human though. Yeah. But that's like something I'm trying really hard to yeah. rein in and like be more supportive of other women yeah. always. And I think like it comes back to, yeah, like self-care, self-love, like knowing who you are, knowing yeah. what you love doing as well. And mm. if you're passionate about something, going with that. I mean, just because someone else is doing something, you can do – like people can do their thing as well. Yeah. 
and it's just finding what it is for you that you're passionate and you love because no one can be you. No. Like, yeah, everyone can do similar things, but, like, no one's you and they won't have the same spin or the same, like, yeah. creativity or whatever it, whatever it is. Yeah. So, like, we and can even all if, do things. Even if someone's doing something that you wanted to do or want to do, that doesn't mean you can't. Yeah. Do it as well. Yeah. And, like, talk to them about it. They'll probably give you some advice or I don't know. Yeah, and then by doing it your way, then yeah. that's, like, a, that's the unique thing. Like, authenticity is, like, is everything. Yeah. Being yourself. Yeah. That's what people connect with. Are there things that you really want to do in the future? Like, um, Yeah, I I love um, – me and my husband are both, like, I don't want to say foodies, but I don't have a better word for it. We just love, um, like, creating food and – like eating food. <laughs> Food's great, eh? Food's great. I love international food. So, like, we want to do something with food. I also love fashion. I'd love to design um Do it, McDo's. You used yeah. to do, like, fashion, like, didn't you used to, like, put, like, fashion stuff up on, like, line or blog about yeah. it? Yeah, I did. It's what? hard, though. The fashion industry's hard because it's real judgy. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's like, like <laughs> you're like, don't judge everyone, but fashion industry is real judgy. <laughs> and like, um, Andrew and I both designed like these outfits that we wore to the music awards yeah, this year. Yeah, they were so cool. Oh, thanks. Um, but yeah, we just like I just did little sketches. I used to sketch um dresses when I was little too, and so I just love creating like clothes. I think you <laughs> one should day do I'll it. do it. One day I'll do it. Please buy my stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just a matter of create. I mean, you'll work it out, but mm. maybe it's a matter of creating rather than sharing other people's photos or whatever. Yeah, like totally. it's creating your stuff and then yeah. you'll spit on it. Definitely. Yeah. Your mum is amazing too. Like have you learned I remember you telling one time you're like, she was quite a bit of a feminist. Like now that I think about it, she was. She's the cutest. I love when Ray Ray comes in. She's a, she's so nice. Now like it's so funny when you think about it now, your parents are like, you're like, okay, I'm actually quite like my parents. Like my mum is such an outgoing personality. She will talk to anyone. She's like super fun. And then she doesn't like to go out a lot. She's like an introvert. She needs to recharge at home. It's like kind of similar to me. She needs her alone time. And we, dad and I used to always be like, oh my God, you're so like lame. You, why don't you go out and party? Because now I understand she's that way. When she's out, she's like huge personality. Mm. When she's at home, she recharges. But she's also, she used to always say to me, um, I'd be like, oh, can I do this? Or like, what do you think about me doing this? And she'd be like, what does it say in the rule book? And I'd be like, what rule book? And she's like, exactly. So she was like, you just, if you want to do it and it's not hurting anyone, just do it. Like, why are you asking me? And so, so, like, now cool. I think about it, I'm like, man, that was such a cool thing for my mom to just say to me when I was little. And, like, always, even now, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have, like, a bun for lunch because carbs. And she's like, what does it say in the rule book? And I'd be like, what rule book? I'm eating this bun. You are quite hard <laughs> on yourself with food, I've noticed. Yeah. yeah. But food's, like, my therapy, which I think people find hard to understand. Like, I it gives me nutrition. It regulates how you're yeah. feeling. It, you know, I keep control of what I eat so that I don't like feel shit. Feel shit. Yeah, yeah. I understand that because food totally affects how you oh, feel. Oh yeah, like I think the idea that it doesn't is a yeah. Like yeah, of course it does. And yeah. so yeah, I just I do worry that you don't like let yourself have treats sometimes. Oh, I totally do. Good. Like today we're having bottomless wings. <laughs> God, yeah. So don't worry about me. Oh, good. I'm pleased because I never. Yeah. I remember saying something to you when we were in Melbourne for a trip, and I was like, "Don't ever think you're you're allowed treats. Like, you're, oh, thanks. Babes. You're pretty and you're beautiful, and you don't need to worry <laughs> about like that stuff. You know, like yeah. you don't. 
thanks. You're gorgeous. But it's just, yeah, I just try and like be I healthy, yeah. mind, body, soul, you know. Eating veggies and like eating, eating well yeah. does make us feel good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think I just naturally like a lot of veggies and I naturally have a pretty healthy, like we weren't allowed McDonald's or anything when I was little. Oh, we never had that growing nah. up. That was like a real Or treat. lollies or chocolate or anything. So like I've just naturally grown up with a pretty yeah. balanced kind of diet. So your so your self your big self care things are like the way you eat. Yeah, actually that is a big one. Mm. Baths, yeah. baths, time on your own and recharging. Yeah. And what about exercise? Like what kind of exercise do you like doing? I I used to be like such a big sports girl. Like I've played like every sport under the sun. But um, I've like got my hip issues and I've got um like I've broken my ankle and I've had like quite a few injuries. So like I have to be a little bit more gentle with my body. So I, I love doing um, bar, the ballet bar classes. I think that's amazing. Yeah, they're, they're so Low hard. impact, so hard, really good toning. I love Pilates, but mostly I do training, like weight training with my um, nutritionist and trainer. Um, her name's Yasmin. She's great. Simply nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, mostly I do gym stuff mm. and like cardio. But it just makes like especially if I'm feeling down, like I just go and walk on the treadmill. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I'm all sometimes I'm so freaking tired and I don't want to do it. And someone said to me once, take the time to drive there, park your car. And if you still don't want to go, leave. And you think, how many times are you going to drive to the gym, park your car and leave? Like, you're already yeah. there. You might no, as well go yeah. in. Yeah. And you never regret it afterwards. You never regret it. You can go have it. a little lie down if you need after. Yeah. And just do, like, five minutes on the treadmill. And, again, if you still want to leave, leave. Mm. But you never do. What would you tell younger Megan? Like, from looking at the perspective oh. you have on life now, what would your advice be to younger Megan? Um, Probably the advice that I'd have to – current Megan <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself um and don't worry about god I used to worry about everything and like pick over every opinion everyone has of you because you might think that everyone's talking about you but they're not mm. you think how much seriously you think how much of your day is spent thinking about me mm. none of it you don't really care what's going on in my life yeah. so like when you break it down, no one cares about your shit as much as you do. Yeah, I remember you saying that to me once, actually, one time, because I used to say, like, I used to worry about that, especially when I'd go out drinking with work people. Yeah. I'd be, like, worried the next day, like, did I say something, did I do something? But, yeah, you're right. No one, everyone's thinking about themselves. One, We're so narcissistic. <laughs> don't pretend that everyone gives a shit about what you're doing. Yeah. And don't worry about it. Yeah. And what would your advice be to a woman who maybe are trying to – you know, do something, live their dream, find whatever their dream is. Like you've managed to live yours and do yours. What would your advice be to them on how they can do that? Um, don't let anyone say no. Because I worked in a technical um, business before I was on here, like, you know, buttons and like creating sounds. And that was so, it was just all males. And everyone used to belittle me. Everyone would ask for like the dude instead of me. And I remember he, you told me about that. There yeah. was like a client that was like didn't want to have Thought I was the receptionist and then didn't want me to record the ad. <gasps> Still remember that. Terrible. Um, and so I said, well, you can get the uh, guy down in the other studio to record your ad, but I installed his program. So everything he knows on that program, I taught him. Um, so I just stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. You've got to believe that you can do it because no one else is going to believe in you. Do you know what I mean? Just mm. like I just literally weaseled my way into everything 
and like pretended. Love that word, weaseled. I, that's totally what I did. I pretended I knew how to use systems that I didn't know how to use, and then I just quickly learned afterwards. You know, like don't let anyone have any doubt in you. That's all. Yeah. I don't know. Well, thank you so much, Megan. <laughs> I feel like we could learn heaps more from you, but thank you nah. for sharing everything. Honestly, just understand that everyone has, like, I'm not perfect. I have lots of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you've just got to find your way through it, I think. Yeah. And, like, talk to people if you need to. That's a big one. Aw. Yeah. Thanks, Magoos. You're so great. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> I'm so happy that you had me on. This Aww. is so great. This no, thank you so much. This is such a great podcast. Um, everyone needs to subscribe. Oh, thank you so much, Magoos. Oh, awesome. I might have to get you on another time. I love your work, Belle. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. A special thanks to Nick Baldwin, our audio engineer. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on any eps you may have missed. To find out more about our Boss Babe guests and for the Self Love Club resources and blog posts, check out my website, bellcrawford.com. There's a new post on my go-to self-care practices and you can follow me at Belle Crawford on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to DM me on the gram because I love hearing from you. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through 2019 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.